This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today, I will be discussing the next film for Streaming Through Cinema Week. Now, this week will be different because I'll be focusing on a service in particular rather than an individual film. And at the moment, their streaming service isn't available. Most of their movies are available on Filmstruck, or you could purchase them on iTunes. But their disc service is available. For over 10 years, they've been releasing movies and TV shows um, that have never been released for home theater, or they had a limited run, but they all have adoring fans for them. They're one of the companies that makes what's called MOD, or Manufactured On Demand, which means they make the discs based on how many customers they have rather than a huge stock of them like you would typically do with DVDs. I'll only be focusing on a couple of the features they've done, but they've done thousands of films and TV shows, so they're definitely worth checking out to see what they've done. Maybe your favorite film has been published by them, who knows? I'm of course talking about the Warner Archive Collection. Okay, so rather than discussing a plot, I'll talk about the goal and mission of the Warner Archive Collection. The goal of the Warner Archive Collection is to satisfy the needs of fans. They work on many movies that don't have a huge audience, but definitely have a big cult following. So they're definitely a good service if you have a film that not a lot of people know about, but they might have it in their library. You know, Warner Brothers has one of the biggest libraries, if not the biggest library of cinema in the whole world. So chances are they have a copy of something that you adored that nobody talks about anymore. Um, well, like I said, they've been around for over 10 years and they've brought great, great features to both DVD and Blu-ray. And, um, which brings on the next point. Their goal is to preserve history and to satisfy the needs of archivists. The way they put their discs together isn't, isn't really different from the way you would normally see a DVD. You know, on a normal DVD, you have, you know, the play movie, you have the bonus features and all that. But what they do you do have those similar functions, but it's more of an archive setup. So for an example of what I mean, this here, the Tex Avery Screwball Classics, is a collection of cartoons directed by Tex Avery. So rather than having a bunch of cartoons of a specific character, this is of a director who worked at MGM. So they do a lot of... Um, they do a lot of projects like that that a lot of fans and really serious archivists would really enjoy having in their collection. So they're definitely they're definitely for the collectors. I myself am a collector, so it's really nice to have a service that also understands the importance of a lot of these things. That understands the importance of a lot of this media. And a lot of the times they give unseen material that many many people haven't seen so that it's worth buying 
the Blu-ray disc or the DVD of it because you know in some movies even Blu-rays I've noticed the bonus features are very very limited to maybe one interview like documentary behind the scenes but with the Warner Archive they go all out they've they find galleries they find tons of not just one but three or four documentaries they they go all out when it comes to putting together um, these discs and just in general <clears throat> and just in general I I love physical media I mean yeah it's kind of the way of the dodo now but but nothing beats a physical tangible item you know a lot of archivists and a lot of collectors they need physical media that's what takes up all their garage space and can be seen as um, organized hoarding not a lot of DVD companies do that you know a lot of movies especially very popular blockbuster ones they don't really care anymore about behind the scenes they care more about putting the feature out than they do about telling how it was made and I think that's kind of an unfortunate thing you know you're missing out on a lot of things especially if you just stream movies you know there's no behind the scenes on Netflix there's no behind the scenes on uh, Hulu what's nice about Disney Plus though they're starting to do that with their own features and I think that's a really cool thing I think I think especially for original content I think I think we need more of that people love to hear the story behind the story and sometimes it's more interesting than the actual movie itself. But yeah, the Warner Archive Collection, they're great, great at doing this for people. Um, and the question is, where can you buy these products? Well, what's great about them is because it's Blu-ray, you'll find it any place you will normally buy a Blu-ray disc or DVD. And um, WB Shop, they have all kinds of movies on there. You could buy the standard blockbusters on there but then there's a section called the Warner Archive Collection and like I said they have over 3,000 titles on there so there are tons of things to choose from and it's at a relatively good price it's not too expensive you know not like the Criterion Collection or any other collections these are reasonably priced because I know their goal is to make sure that either they're average moviegoers or a serious collector can afford to buy these great features and I I really appreciate that you know it can be pretty challenging to collect because of how expensive it is and it's really nice that they look out for people like that so you can find their films on Amazon even um, that's where I found the Tex Avery one I found that on Amazon and I gotta say they're really good at marketing it too um, <clears throat> I listen to their podcast every time they have an episode and they're really good at talking about what the feature of the film is without actually spoiling the movie so it's a great incentive to buy it because if they just tell you the plot of it it's kinda hard to want to buy it since you already know how it ends so they're really good at making sure they don't have any spoilers but they're also good at telling you why you should buy this movie in particular. But it's nice to be able to to hear from 
the workers of it, you know. You don't usually get that. Like Criterion Channel, again, you don't know, you don't really get to know the people who are behind um, the distribution of it, behind the concepts of it. But with Warner Archive, you do. You get some insight into what they decide what to print, what they decide not to print. You learn that they have many desires and many films they really want to put out there, but because of budget constraints or fear of not making a profit, they're in, they're unable to do it. Or in some cases, there's no real good print of the movie, so there's no point in putting in all the money and effort if it's not going to look good. So they're really good at putting effort into making sure it's a good quality product. They don't just put it on a disc and the then just sell it, and then it'll end up in the $5 bin. No, they don't do that. They they scan original um, film strips as often as they can, or they scan, um, <clears throat> they scan reprints, sometimes 16mm prints, and that's the reality. Sometimes that's the only print of the movie that exists. And... I, I really commend them for putting in that much effort into making sure it's good quality. And it really, really shows. A few years ago, they used to have a streaming service, but now, as of now, they don't use it anymore. And I don't know if they have any plans to operate it again. Maybe it'll be combined on HBO Max. I'm not sure, but at the moment, you can only buy them on DVD or Blu-ray, a lot of the movies. And... Um, just a year ago, <laughs> um, before Apple updated, um, iTunes into just different apps with TV, music, and all that, before Apple did that, um, you could buy some of the features, you could buy some of the films that they work on digitally, which is also unheard of, like, a disc service that also has a digital service? It's insane. Now... I, again, Criterion Channel does do that too, but it's very limited what they have. Warner Archive, they had pretty sure a majority of their features on there, so they're really looking out for the consumer, and again, I really enjoy that. Because they appeal to all kinds of collectors. They appeal to the digital collector, as well as the physical collector. And, like I said, at the moment, I think it's just the physical collector. I don't know if they will be on iTunes. I've I've had a hard time trying to find them again on there, but if you guys know where to look, please let me know in the comments because I'd love to see what they have on there to kind of compare what they have on DVD as well. And yeah. Alright, so that's kind of the goal and mission of the Warner Archive and a little insight into their production. I'm going to go on a break real quick. But first, here's a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone. But that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You could even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on 
and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so we're back from a break. Now I'm going to discuss the two Blu-ray discs that I bought from the Warner Archive collection to give you an idea of what it is they do. So I'll start off with the Tex Avery Screwball Comedies Volume 1. Okay, so this is what the packaging of it looks like. And what's cool about this is they put it in the original aspect ratio of the 4 to 3, which you would see on a standard definition TV. And I think that's a really cool thing that they put in the effort of making sure it looks like the original aspect ratio. And unfortunately, a lot of these shorts um, were lost in a fire at MGM. So a lot of these shorts, they're just uh, reprints of the originals. The originals are totally gone forever, which is a tragedy. But nonetheless, it's really cool that they are able to find the best of the best. Like, this is the best you can find of it in the whole world. So, that really shows the amount of work and effort that does go into this. And just shows it's important that we do preserve film history. Because, you know, film nitrates, they don't last forever. They deteriorate. They catch on fire. So... It's really great that they're able to put it into a digital file. Because digital files, so far, don't deteriorate over time. And so it's a lot easier to preserve that. And they make sure to do it at the highest quality scan necessary for each project. So in the case of the Tex Avery cartoons, they did a 4K scan, and it looks phenomenal. You know, I have a big TV, and it looks amazing. You know, the coloring of it, the aspect ratio, like I said, is the original 4 to 3. It's it's really nice and really good um, transfer that they did. You know, even if you're not into that sort of thing, you'll really enjoy the lush colors, the crazy and zany characters, and just the wit that Tex Avery really did have. And yeah, I really enjoy that. This definitely was a good... Um, Good first round to show what what Tex Avery cartoons were like. And what's interesting about these cartoons in particular is a lot of them have only been seen either in the original, when they originally ran in theaters or on television or when they were released on video. But a lot of them, they've never been released on home media. So it's really exciting and crazy to see something that, you know, our our grandparents or great-grandparents saw as kids but never saw again so it's kind of like a time capsule and look being able to look back and and see these original cartoons you know some of them you you've never heard of before but they're hilarious um yeah <clears throat> and I think that's really cool that they were able to do that and because it's a Blu-ray, you could fit a lot of digital files on it. So there are 19 cartoons on just one disc. It's about two and a half hours worth of mostly unseen animation. Like I said, that's a really cool thing about the Warner Archive collection is they, they go above and beyond. They make sure they have a good scan, but they also put on really quality entertainment on it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed I was a little skeptical at first because I didn't recognize any of the characters really. Um, I just knew about Droopy and 
about the Red Hot Riding Hood because that was the inspiration for Jessica Rabbit and who, who Framed Roger Rabbit. So I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know a whole lot. And after I watched this, I've become a pretty big Tex Avery fan. You know, even in his one-off shorts where you just see the characters in that one cartoon, they're hilarious. You know, the they break the fourth wall. They like look right at the audience. Or sometimes you'll see somebody moving around in their seats. Then the characters interact with them. It, it's insane. It's hilarious. Definitely, I think definitely Deadpool took a lot of inspiration from this. So... This is a really enjoyable disc. I highly recommend you buy it. it it's worth the buy. And then, yeah, like I said, it's 19 cartoons that hardly ever seen. So it's worth buying and worth checking out, especially if you're an animation fan. So it's really nice to see what they do. And if you open it, this is what the disc looks like. It's got Droopy on it riding a donkey. So, yeah, they... They really, they really put in a lot of effort into this, and I, I really commend them for it. I'm excited for the second volume that should be coming out this year or next year. So, I highly recommend it. <clears throat> Alright, so then the second one I was going to talk about is The Jazz Singer. Now, I'm not going to give a plot synopsis of it or really give my opinions of it, I'll just talk about the quality of the disc itself. Because eventually I do want to do... Because <clears throat> eventually I do want to dedicate a whole episode to reviewing The Jazz Singer. But for now, I'm just going to be talking about the disc. So, this is what it looks like. The Jazz Singer. And for those who don't know, this is one of the first films to have synchronized sound in it. And this is what put Warner Brothers on the map in the movie industry. So... Just for that alone, um, it's a very historical piece. So, just for the sake of it being a historical piece, it'd be it's nice to have a copy of this. Now, there is a lot of controversy in this movie, but I'll get into that more when I do review this movie. So, there good reason there's some. <clears throat> so, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the movie, and as a result, not a lot of people have either watched it or heard about it. But, um, but I, I definitely think it's worth a watch and worth a purchase. Now, when you open it, they got the movie here on a Blu-ray disc, and the scan of it is amazing, you know, like they always do. They try to take the original negatives or whatever surviving negatives they have and transfer it to a 4K, sometimes 1080p file type. And... It looked phenomenal. You know, this movie's almost 100 years old, and it looked absolutely gorgeous, you know, being showcased in high definition. It was really cool to see that, seeing all the effort and all the work that went into putting this one together. And then, then additionally, they added two other discs to it. So disc two and disc three, and they designed them to look like old Vitaphone discs. Now, the Vitaphone disc was... <clears throat> how they recorded sound in this movie. So I think that was a really, really smart idea to kind of incorporate the history of this movie into the actual packaging. Um, each of these discs has some documentaries and history 
about both the jazz singer but also just about silent to sound movies in general. What what I thought was kind of cool was they had a documentary that talked about that I think it was made in the 2000s that talked about the jazz singer and then talked about another documentary that discussed the jazz singer in the 50s. And so that was pretty cool. But then kind of in an inception type type of move, they also had the 1950s documentary on it. So they it was really cool to see all that information gathered together into one disc. And yeah, it it's really cool to see just the history of it in general. So if you're a huge movie buff and like to know about movie history, this is a good this is a good purchase right here. But yeah, the so in like I said, the first disc is the movie, then disc two is about the sound the early sound era. And then Disc 3 is about some Vitaphone shorts because before a feature they would show little shorts um, because going to the movies was like watching the news, watching cartoons, all of it in just one big um, ticket. So it was really cool that they were able to find some of these original Vitaphone features. It's like I said, some of these are almost 100 years old so it's crucial that these film elements are preserved. So that's the Warner Archive Collection. I recommend you check out their site at the WB Shop and check out some titles on there. They have some really crazy, really cool ones on there. Some you've probably heard of and others you've never heard of, I guarantee it. But all in all, they're a great service and I highly recommend them to everybody. You know, to film movie buffs and just casual fans alike, they'll find something on there. You know, there's thousands and thousands of choices to pick from. Okay, so next time I'll be discussing the next film for Classic Hollywood Week. Now this movie in particular is much more than famous. In fact, it's infamous for how popular it is. And honestly, it's the textbook example of how to write a screenplay, how to direct a movie, how to have characters and dialogue. It is the quintessential Hollywood movie, and and honestly, you could watch it any time period and still fall in love with it. Even though the film's over 70 years old now, it still has a great plot twist and a great love story. I'm of course talking about Casablanca. Alright, well until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care. Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash Surfing Through Cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.